1: morning, Bucknutter. It is Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Here to say that 2021 has been awesome so far, and to help me talk about it, Dwayne Long. Dwayne, what's it like in 2021 when you do a naked jaunt late at night in the capital city of Ohio?
0: Well, uh, you got a big smile on your face because of such a... Dan, this was just so great to making the 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 championship game is always your goal. Uh, I mean, well, winning it is your ultimate goal. But who we beat. This team has had our number and they're being smug and arrogant and acting like, "Okay, well, this is just a mere formality that we're going to take these guys out of here." Yeah, look what happened. Uh, that that it was an absolute blowout. You keep hearing those kind of terms come up with uh in the news media over the last couple of days is how we uh took them to the woodshed how we just dominated them ran them out of the stadium it was just a way that we just destroyed this team it, it felt so much better just that extra little bit
1: it was also just very satisfying that's the term i would use it's interesting we've had such a tumultuous season yet there has not been one time in the second half of any game that I thought Ohio State was going to lose, and none of the other teams, including the 2014 team, could say that at this point. So that's impressive. Hand out some kudos. More spillage from such a glorious W.
0: Dabo Sweeney went way over the top. He, he, was, he was insulting. You know, coaches, you expect a little bit more decorum from them. And, uh, you know, like putting Ohio State 11th behind Coastal Carolina, you know, people are upset that that Saban uh, threw um, uh, Texas A&M above us, but that that, there was some merit there because of the the lack of games that, you know, that wasn't crazy. I think it's wrong. But it was not just Coastal Carolina, Dan. That was just in, insulting and deliberately insulting. And I love that he's catching it from every angle. Now, even Clemson fans are are saying he should shut up. So, uh, yeah, maybe he learned an important lesson here about cocky, about arrogant. He did this last year. He did this before the game last year. And if not for one bad read, we would have beat him again last year. This would be two in a row. So, uh, you know, you know, this is this is this feels good. D- Dabo is now having to uh, uh, go hide, get away from the media for a while.
1: Let's highlight some dudes. One of which I don't understand why he was not voted defensive MVP, and that's Justin Hilliard. Justin Hilliard is in about his 10th year in the program and has made, I would say, eight to 10 plays this year where I've literally stopped myself and been like, that is a coach's tape play. He had a tackle behind the line of scrimmage to force a punt on third and short where he wrapped the guy up and drove him to the ground, shed a blocker. And also there's some kind of karmic good feeling around Hilliard because he has stuck it out. You once told me you thought Hilliard was the best high school linebacker you ever saw in Ohio. So this has got to be gratifying for you too.
0: It it is because, you know, there were some that were critical about that. And I said, this guy played the run and the pass. You know, everyone, cats and more. Yeah, Big Cat could, I mean, when it was coming downhill, my goodness, he was just a terror. But he just did not have the complete game that Hilliard had. Hilliard was the best high school linebacker I've seen in Ohio. And what you've seen in the last several games is why I said that. This guy completely healthy, in shape, you know, ready football shape, uh, and and having some time to get some reps. This thing about how many practice reps he's got or lost. Excuse me. He is just what you're seeing. This is why I made that statement, and I, I mean, it, what what should he do? Can he take that year and come back and be a seventh year guy? Or did he do enough to go ahead and get himself drafted? I don't know if he's if he wants to get drafted. Because after about the third round, you really are thinking more free agency. You can get to pick where you want to go. Um, the money's not as good as being drafted, but it's still uh, a decent amount of money. You're picking a team you want to go to where you think you can play. Uh, so uh, I tell you what, if he's not drafted, he still would be one of the first guys called as soon as the draft is officially over.
1: I never thought about him possibly coming back because he is, as we said, a little bit older than the rest of the crew. But if he wanted to come back next year, I would welcome him back with open arms. Great in the locker room, basically a coach on the field as well. So that would be fantastic. I never even thought of that. There's going to be some screwy aspects to that extra year for everybody. We will tackle after we actually stop playing football. Did anything surprise you based on what you thought about the teams going in?
0: This is what I thought would happen if we ever put it together offensively and defensively. Running game, passing game, against the run, pass defense. And our pass defense is, is what I prefer. You know, you, you want to have great defensive backs out there, but pass rush. They were they chased Lawrence all over the damn field. He, he How many times did he really get to sit back, you know, really get get his feet under him? survey the field and throw the ball. Not many times. We were chasing them all over the damn place. So uh, it was just a complete game. So if I would say I was surprised at anything, it's that we waited until the, the semi-final uh, to play for the national championship to finally put our complete team on the field, our complete game together.
1: It's interesting when the national media and everyone else gets involved with Ohio State and you hear some of their commentary. There's been almost like shock and awe at how Justin Fields played in the game. And I thought he played great, but I don't think he played so far over his head. When he plays well and everything's moving smoothly, that's just what he looks like. So the idea that this was some outlandish game for him and can't be repeated, that's not really how I saw it. Yes, he struggled against Northwestern in Indiana, but this is basically what he looks like when he's at his best. Do I need to take off the scarlet and gray colored glasses?
0: He had a couple of not so Justin Fields games. You got to remember, it was at the third game or the fourth game of the year. He had more touchdowns and incompletions. The guy had games where he was perfect. So I agree with you completely that, you know, everyone's like, you know, what a, what, how it was off the charts game. I said nah, then you haven't watched us with Justin Fields the last two years. Yeah, this was this was a, a great game for him, especially when you consider you're playing a recent national champion, you know, with with a quarterback that is that is uh, supposed to be the number one pick in the draft. He deserves to be the number one pick in the draft, um, you know, in a play like this. It was incredible, but it's not something that
1: we're not used to. We've seen this before. The narrative has gone to the next step, whereas, can he do this again? Kind of thing. And it's not like he you know, reinvented the wheel. That's just him playing well. Let's move on a little bit before we're going to get into some excellent recruiting chatter after the break. But let's talk now about the challenge that lies ahead of them. There'll be talk ad nauseum about this. The game actually is a week from yesterday. So Dwayne won't be on the air again before the game takes place. I'm not going to ask you to pick it, but what's your general vibe right now? Ohio State versus Alabama.
0: Well, I think it's a better matchup than people think it is. Um, <clears throat> you know, they wrote us off for Clemson. And now they're pretty much, okay, well, they'll get theirs uh, right now with, uh, with Alabama. Don't worry about it. You know, that seems to be when you, and when you go around and, and look at some of the uh, what's going on uh, in the uh, Twitterverse, that seems to be where they're at. And I'm telling you, this is. I, I absolutely think that this game is going to – I think we're going to win a football game, Dan. And here's – here, and I'm going to tell you why. For one, you look at uh, – Mac Jones is not Trevor Lawrence. He's not. He's good. He's not Trevor Lawrence. For one thing, he's not as mobile. And we gave the much more mobile uh, Trevor Lawrence fits. He wasn't out there running around like he usually does, uh, breaking, breaking, contain and and uh, picking up first downs. He's not going to uh, Mac Moore is not going to do that. Uh, Mac Jones is not going to do that to us. Forget it. Uh, that I think is a great equalizer in in um, <clears throat> keeping Donta Smith from doing as much damage. His quarterback's going to be running for his life or sacked. Uh, in his case, Lawrence had the had the ability to get away from us. Some. Uh, I think that's going to be huge in this game. I think that our balanced attack is another thing. Uh, Alabama has some balance because of uh, Najee Harris, but right now uh, I'll put I'll put uh, uh, Sermon up against anybody. Let's do it. I think we've got a superior offensive line. Uh, you know i I think we're going to win a football game. I just think we're going to get pressure on, on Jones. He's not going to be having time to find wide receivers 40 yards down the field. And, and I think that really is what's going to come down to is, is that aspect that we're going to be able to get in his face, make him throw early, make him throw bad balls, take sacks. That's what I think is going to be the difference in the game.
1: I feel the same way about Alabama in some ways that I do about the Clemson game. If Alabama can line up and run the ball, there's going to be an issue. However, no one has done that. Ohio State completely shut down the Clemson running attack. Travis Etienne is going to want to burn that tape for his NFL trials coming up. The idea that Alabama's defense is some kind of juggernaut when Florida and Mississippi went up and down the field on them. Go watch those tapes. That's not some type of juggernaut defense that, you know, the Alabama has been known for in the past. So it's a very even matchup talent wise, very even. This is in no way a mismatch. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk. What else? More positivity this time on the recruiting trail. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend
0: another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.
1: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Dwayne, we are back. Jaheim Singletary, the Florida defensive back, is a guy you loved. Over the weekend, he committed to Ohio State. No naked jaunt because the cops were already out from the night before. But your thoughts on the DB from Florida joining the fold for 2022?
0: Buckeye Nation, you need to do a naked jaunt too. Since I got blocked this time, two nights in a row, they they said you can't do it. This kid is the best cornerback that has come into this program since Akuda. I'm telling you, he's got the complete package. He is. He's not as big as Acuda. Akuda was a big dude even in high school. This this kid's got the frame to fill out into that, but he hits a ton. His ball skills are off the charts. He breaks on the ball. It's it, he's gonna he's gonna make a play. It be very excited about him. I'm telling you we got a couple of good defensive backs cornerbacks coming in in the in the 20 class or the 21 class uh they better establish themselves because this kid is going to challenge outstanding uh, Jaquelyn Johnson yeah you, you you need to get ready is you're gonna have a challenge here you go here to establish yourself this kid's going to be special Dan
1: Yeah, Building up elite depth in the secondary is something they obviously need to do. They are suffering a little bit from the fact that the the exodus on the outside to the NFL over about an eight-year stretch finally took its toll so bad that they're in the championship game, I might add. Recent news category, great news. Zach Rice, the number one offensive lineman in the class of 2022 from Lynchburg, Virginia, released his top three at 11 p.m. Eastern last night. It is Notre Dame, North Carolina, and Ohio State. Always good to be in the top three, but here's why it's even better. Price was rumored to be a possible package deal with Gunner Givens, another elite offensive lineman from the state, and Gunnar Givens, is being crystal ball to Clemson, and Clemson did not make Rice's Final Four. Also, in Rice's Final Four of warm schools, before he announced his Final Three, Alabama was in there, and when he announced his Final Three, he took Alabama out. I would think this bodes quite well for Ohio State. Only regional threat in Lynchburg would be Virginia Tech, and they are not even in the mix. You love offensive linemen more than the average guy.
0: (laughs) It, 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 I was looking at, there was a little bit of film of him in a, at a combine. So you see him in t-shirt and shorts. And I said, Oh my goodness, look what Mick's got to work with. The kid is just, he's, he's, his arms are skinny. He's, he's just not been in a weight room. You could tell he can't. And then you watch the the game film and the kid moves like a tight end. He's his, he's just athletic. Uh, you know, and I'm not, I don't mean athletic for alignment. He's athletic. If you were, if you were uh, recruiting him for a tight end, you'd say, uh, yeah, okay. He moves that wall, uses his hands very well. He's long. He's got everything you need. Uh, also, I love that that they've already got him the pass protection. He's, he gets a uh, a lot of work. They, they've got a balanced attack. They're, they're throwing the ball around out there as much as they are running it. So uh, we're not going to have a kid that's going to be coming in here, and you got to get get start with a uh, pass pro one hundred and one. He's he's already uh, familiar with it, so that would be a huge get. He's not Paris Johnson. I only hope we get another Paris Johnson soon. But he's a damn good looking offensive tackle, very worthy of the number one tackle in the country going into the recruiting cycle.
1: By the way, if there was a hidden highlight from the win over Clemson, when Ohio State went to its third string guard and put in one of the probably top 10 most talented offensive linemen walking planet Earth, he blindsided one of their guys into the turf as he was wont to do in high school. So I am really looking forward to Paris Johnson getting on the field and destroying people. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. It's a glorious time to be a Buckeye. Have a good one, Buck